everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Always Open. We're so glad you're here. I'm your host, Barbara Dunkelman, and today I'm joined by two lovely, incredible people, starting with... Blizz Bear. Hi. And also special guest... Hi, Laurel. Laurel! Besties here. Besties podcast. Besties podcast. Just, three, just three best friends in a room. Oh my God. They might kiss. Uh, oh no. Who oh first? I'll close my eyes and stick my lips out. Who goes first? Oh God. I'm so glad you're here. Me too. I honestly, I it's an honor to be here. It's like The fact that Troy Baker has been here is like... <laughs> he sat I, in that very chair. Oh my God. I could crap my pants. Anyways, the uh, fact that Liz Bear was here, yeah, 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 sick, bro. Yeah. Sick. Okay, I'm so glad that my bestie's here and Blizz. Wow, <gasps> yes, finally. It's Did only you, taken. Uh, you just got to start your own podcast, and then yeah. maybe you guys could be besties. Okay, at point. yeah, yeah. Thought we were besties. We were, and then you said that Blaine was your bestie, and then you said that Mondo was your bestie. Wow, I just feel like I'm on a, a bestie totem pole all of a sudden. Ha, has bestie completely lost all meaning at this point? <laughs> I don't know. Like, honestly, <laughs> yeah, maybe because I think it's, it's a term for like uh, like people at this yeah. point. Like, yeah. hey, besties, where it's like you're not really my best friends. Yeah, I yeah. feel like I started you know? using it more when I was worried about like using the wrong pronouns or the wrong like, you know, identifiers with people. Like yeah. it's just easier to be like, hey besties. Like, yeah. we're all people, we're all besties. Oh, I say gamer. I'm like, hey gamers. That's really funny. <laughs> I really do like that. Or hey team. Everyone's a gamer. I like using gamers when people are clearly not gamers. <laughs> you know? Hey gamer, and I'm talking to 80 year old Ethel. Yeah. <laughs> hey gamers, what's hey, up? Gamer. How's this retirement facility? <laughs> yeah, super sick. Vibe. <laughs> talking to your family at a funeral. What's up, gamers? Hey, yeah. gamers. We're gathered here today to remember Uncle Tom. Oh, anyway, sick headshots in Halo. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Laurel. Yeah. Um, for those who are watching who might not know you, which you absolutely should, by the way, Laurel is literally a ray of sunshine, incredible human <laughs> being. Um, tell us a bit about yourself. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I've been in the world of content creation for almost 12 years. Oh my gosh. Um, I used to go by a different name, which uh, honestly I prefer not to say now because I'm just going by my real name, Laurel, Laurel Rothamel. Um, and I, I started off doing YouTube videos and then I did streaming and now I kind of do all of it. Um, I am an advocate for mental health. Um, I'm gay. I'm autistic and I'm loud about both of those things. <laughs> um, and yeah, I honestly, I just am loving all of my creative outlets right now, doing mm. YouTube, doing streaming, TikTok, all the things, all the things, you know? being creative in all the ways. Yeah. And you guys have been friends for a while, you and Blizz. Yeah. So, um, Laurel and Lori Bird and a couple other pals were the reasons that I moved to Austin when I had the opportunity to do so. Yeah. So it wasn't, wasn't about us, huh? <laughs> no. no, well, it was there, that It was a well. bonus, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a bonus because it, it, it's nice to move somewhere new and already have a support system. Right, And yeah. so, like, I already had my support system and I was like, I feel comfortable making this big, like, life change, so. Yeah. yeah. You guys have such an incredible group of friends, I feel like, I know, here in Austin. Honestly. Everyone's so talented and it's annoying. <laughs> and they're yeah. all so hot. <laughs> and it's and, annoying. Uh, what is that? I literally, every time you guys post photos of like you guys together or like with your friends hanging out going downtown I'm like this is literally the most attractive group of people I think I've ever met it's, it's the worst to wake up every morning and just be like my friends are hot I honestly I think it has to do with the fact that we are just a group of people who are unapologetically ourselves yeah. with each other um like I know that I could 
you know, wear the weirdest thing or uh, do the dumbest thing around my friends. I could trip and make a fool out of myself. But like all in all, we're all just going to laugh with each other and we're going to have a good time. And I, I think that surrounding yourself with people that are always building each other up yeah. instead of it being a competition, which is kind of hard, unfortunately, in this industry. It is. Um, and that's why ever since I've found y'all, I'm holding on for dear life. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this, this is it's a group so of friends nice. that I can trust with my whole heart. Like, I would take a bullet for you. Yeah. I'd take a bullet for you. Oh, really? Literally, yeah. 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 For I wouldn't take a bullet for me. I would take a bullet for you, Barb. <laughs> oh my God. I, I would take a bullet <laughs> like, for you. Oh, do we need to unpack that? Mr. President. (laughs) I would say it's also like uh, the type of mentality that a lot of us have is if I'm eating, I would like for all my friends to eat too. Yeah, oh, yeah, so yeah. it's one That's of those one. things where it's like, I'm going to make it to the finish line, but I'm not going to go to the finish line alone. Like I'd rather have a friend. We're going to drag there. each other Aww. there. Yeah. So that's a, that's a lot of like how we approach each other in terms of friendship and in terms of like, we're all content creators. So mm-hmm. like, how can we work together and how can we continue our friendship just in like the most best and positive, yeah. non-toxic way? Things are better <laughs> when we do it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like uh, trying to go about things alone and prove something is not always, you don't always have to do that. Let me tell you, I tried that for a really long time. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it was not for me and I won't ever do it again. Yeah. I'm, I'm grateful to surround myself with other creatives now. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. grateful that you're here with us today <laughs> on Always Open. <laughs> I, I, was, I was talking to Laurel before too about how like when I was thinking about bringing Always Open back and like knowing, you know, you Blizz were here and knowing Laurel and like all these amazing creators here in Austin, I was like, I'm just so excited to bring the show back so I could get you guys on the show and like (laughs) talk to you and hang out. And like, I know, especially Laurel, you talk all the time about like your passion about mental health Mm -hmm. and communication, being an advocate for that kind of stuff too and Blizz you as well. And so Mm -hmm. it's a perfect show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm always excited about Always Open. Look, this is my third time here. I'm a veteran at this point, okay? <laughs> I'm a veteran Always Opener. Yeah, you're well, essentially like an a unofficial co-host yeah, at this yeah. point. Basically. Yeah. Hey, I did it at RTX, so that technically is four. So, sure. hey. I'm, you made me cry at RTX, so. I made myself cry. I was cry so proud too. of you. I, was, <laughs> I sat there during you being on Always Open there and just like tears in my eyes recording on my phone. Like, <laughs> Very proud mom moment. (laughs) Literally. Uh, Yeah. Well, wonderful. Let's get into some stuff today. Um, So last time Blizz was on the show, I had a a fun question that I wanted to pose to everybody, which there's no right or wrong answer, but essentially it's like a litmus test of just like understanding a little bit more of your personality. So my question for you guys today is... (laughs) I'm scared. Uh, Don't laugh before it. Don't be scared. You're laughing before it. uh, Do you have a favorite font? <laughs> okay, actually I do. Okay, okay, good. Okay, good. <laughs> um I've been using the same font on my streams for years. Okay. Um Impact. Yep. It just I don't know. It, Impact's nice. It leaves an impact. Like it's like <laughs> it's like for me when I see it it it's clear that I like to yell. Like it's just like a yelling. I don't have to be in all caps. It's just like it's yelling it at does you. It's it for right you. There. It does its job. Okay. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. We had this conversation yesterday technically. Did you Yeah. Did, did we? We did. So my favorite, my favorite font, and it it was a meme at first, but like then it actually served purpose, Comic Sans, because it is an accessible font and it's easier to read when things are in Comic Sans. And also it's great for if you have dyslexia. So what? Yep. 
Comic Sans is great for that. I'm I just I didn't know that. I did not know that. <laughs> I was like, I literally. It's so much easier. And when, you know, I am one day not on this earth, I want my gravestone to be in Comic Sans because I think that'd be funny. <laughs> I want mine in, in Wingdings. <laughs> Let I someone that decipher funny. that. <laughs> um, I just think this is such an interesting question because there are people who go, no, like I don't, a favorite font like yeah. what do you mean I don't, know, I don't know the titles of them and there's some people who like Times New Roman because it's just the default on a lot of like word documents and stuff like that yeah. it's just like yeah I'm just gonna use that I like Ariel Ariel's that's nice fair. It's, it's a good one nice clean it's one it's classic yeah yeah um but also impact is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Calibri kid too. Calibri's great. I'm a Calibri Why kid. can't I picture what that is? It's usually it's usually the default before Times mm. New Roman. Yeah. Because a lot of things are just Calibri when yeah. I'm like editing videos and stuff. That's gonna be a vocal stem for me this week. Calibri. Calibri. <laughs> um let us know what your favorite font is in the comments. I'm curious. Yeah, so I'm going to go through the comments and tell you you're wrong. So in the comments, put what your favorite font is if you dare. Right. Come at us. Come at us. Be so brave if you can. I want merch with all of our names on it, but, but in, in our favorite font. That would be so nice. Yeah. Next time you come on an episode, I'll have name tags for us. Yeah. In it. In it. In, in the actual fonts. Um, and are you, I don't know if you're okay talking about this publicly, but mm. you told Blizz and I something very exciting right oh, before we started recording. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I don't want to downplay shit, but um, I'm excited about it. I just got cast in my first lead in a stage musical in like six years. Um, I'm going to be in a children's play. I'm going to so perform cool. for children for elementary schools. I don't know. If you were going to downplay it, I was going to fight you like live, I know. On I, I started to, <laughs> live on this video. I started to and I could feel you, your eyes on me over oh, there. It's, I, like, I, I have a readable face. So it's just like, are you about to downplay yourself? Yeah, I was, I was be like, to. We, we're not doing this today. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. But it's yeah. literally <laughs> just based off of a children's book, Nate the Great. And oh yeah, a musical. Yeah. I'm I was playing. gonna ask if you were gonna be singing. Yep, I'm, I have my own song where I sing about my own cats oh. because I'm a gothic cat slay. lady. Big slay! Yeah. Wow, <laughs> literally big slay! Yeah, I'm super excited. Yeah, I feel so hip. I feel so hip being with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Me being like 33, being like big slay. Yo. Well, Barb, I'm actually collecting uh, voice recordings of people saying uh, "pussy slay." Can you say <clears throat> "pussy slay"? Okay, I will get that in the email whenever this episode comes out. Perfect. I think I the have, last episode you were on, we also went over Pussy Slay. Yeah. About how something Jeff is Pussy Slay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. There's so many different versions of Slay, but Pussy Slay is probably the loudest and the proudest. <laughs> is it like the impact font of Slays? Yes, yeah, it that is. is. That is I so agree. Pussy Slay. <laughs> <laughs> um, you are an incredible performer too, I have oh, to say. Stop. Like Thank we you. We came to see you perform in Cabaret, yeah, yeah. which you were doing for a few months as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fun. incredible. What was that experience like getting to be part of like, oh man, this, this whole production? Well, it was the first show I've done in like five years. Um, and also the first show I've done uh, after the pandemic, which is right. wild because I've done musical theater since I was nine years old. Um, and uh, it was different because. I've done a lot of shows where the leads don't have understudies mm. and obviously we needed understudies. Um, pretty much every single weekend we had an understudy go on. Wow. It was just like, there's, you know, there's a lot of kissing in the show. There's a lot oh, of- Oh, were people getting sick? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. We had people sick every weekend. Um, oh our God. lead even was sick the first weekend. The second two shows, um, she 
collapsed backstage. It was very, yeah, oh it, was, it was a little scary, but our understudy was incredible. She's my friend, Liv kind of killed it, but uh, so wow. grateful that we had options. Yeah. But, so t- to me, out of all the shows I've done my entire life, it's probably going to be one that I'm never going to forget. Because it was oh, just an adrenaline rush that yeah. never ended. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. You also look beautiful. Oh my god! Right. <laughs> Literally, like the you. second you appeared, I was sitting next to Trevor, and I was like, <gasps> <laughs> a vision. <laughs> oh god! You know, we're all like, <laughs> we are all our own worst critics. Like, I, yeah, for sure. I definitely felt sexy in that costume but then like you know you look at it later and you're like ah oh, but y'all were so nice to me i'm very <laughs> grateful <laughs> absolutely thank you it's it's hard not to get in your own head about things and for sure you are your worst critic i think too i say barb knows barb has had to pull me out of my head for <laughs> times of yeah. being like i saw this thing and it made me feel shit about myself and then i go and, slap, slap, slap. and barb's like uh-uh you're coming with me you're done you're done and i think like, that's just the the curse of working on the internet is no yeah, matter how confident and proud of ourselves we are we still are going to have days that are just imposter syndrome mm-hmm. or like the one negative comment is the only one you'll remember and that'll stick <laughs> in your head about everything even though there's like a hundred other uh-huh. this is great you yes. look awesome or this was really funny or whatever it was whoosh yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so basically <laughs> overload this uh, piece of content with positivity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> please and thank you. Um, uh, please be nice to us. We're sensitive. <laughs> Barb and I are both cancers. Yes, we are. Fiona and I actually have the same birthday. Do you really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're a Leo cusp. Yes. So I love attention and I love to cry. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the title of this episode. Oh, no. I love attention and love to cry. I, love I, feel I, love like, to cry. I feel like my brand on the internet at this point is just crying. Like, yeah. <laughs> all of my like most watched clips on Twitch, I'm emotional and like, I don't know. That's just that's who I am. And I'm just going to own it because yeah. being emotional is a superpower sometimes. Yeah. Some people struggle to feel those things. It's true. Well, something that I, I think I I'm wildly respect about both of you is your ability to be so candid and open about those issues that you guys deal with mm-hmm. in such a public setting. Because there's a lot of people who put that very much behind closed doors and only put their highlight reels out yeah. and like their best days and their best moments and never show that side of themselves. And so when people do feel like that, they feel like, what's wrong with me? Yeah. If everything I yeah. see, everyone's so happy and I'm positive and not burning out or like not taking breaks. <laughs> and it's like, why do I feel like I need this when no one else seems to? I feel like that's why I have a hard time realizing that people struggle like I do because I don't really know how to hide it. Like I'm grateful people are like, oh, you're so able to be vulnerable and blah, blah, blah. But I just genuinely don't know how to to fake it. (laughs) I'm an actress. I've been an actress my whole life and I can do that. You can give me a script. I can do that. But like when I'm candid and live on my own live streams, like if I'm not feeling good, I have to tell people. Yeah. And so it's really hard for me to see people who never show that and be like, ugh, they're just, they don't need breaks. They're so perfect, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then it's just not true behind closed doors. It just isn't. It's like, it's weird too, because we're like, we're content creators yeah. too at the end of the day. And I feel like personally, if you are a transparent person about certain things, it makes it easier for the audience to see you as a human being and not someone who's just on a TV or <laughs> yeah. on a screen or like a, a, a dance monkey dance type of situation so i've kind of walked into creating content being transparent about like my mental health and about um just like who i am in terms of my sexuality and my race and stuff like that Mm -hmm. uh and i think it's also just great for representation too where if you see a creator who is like burnout i mean we just talked about burnout (laughs) before this yeah um you're like oh i 
am also burnt out. It's okay for me to take breaks. It's okay for me to take care of myself and put myself first before my content. So yeah. it's kind of, it's nice. Or anything that or I'm anything. doing. Or yeah, anything. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, another thing too that I wanted to touch on, um, which is a little bit more of a recent development for you, mm-hmm. Liz, um, and something that I think, Laurel, you've talked about publicly as well, mm-hmm. ADHD, which I think a lot of, um, <laughs> a lot of people go undiagnosed yeah. or might not realize that they might have ADHD or something similar. Mm-hmm. Um, and Blizz, you recently felt like there were some signs showing you that this might be something that you were dealing with. Yeah. Um, so could you talk maybe a little bit about that process? Uh, I So you've kind of been there for the whole process of when I figured <laughs> it out, where yeah. I was like, I should probably go get checked. Um, but my process has been, it's been weird. I... <sighs> I found myself not being able to focus on the things that I wanted to work on mm-hmm. or actually just like sit down and focus on one thing or two things at the same time. I was always distracted. I was always like, uh, it, it didn't feel like I was always there. I, gave, I was giving my 50% self. Mm-hmm. And like, could you, did you also have trouble kind of bringing something to completion? So mm-hmm. it's like, if you would sit down and start on something, you would then immediately go to something yeah, else. Yeah, it would take yeah. like maybe like two or three days for me to complete something when it could have mm. just been like in a couple hours if I focused. So I noticed that something <laughs> was up and then I think my community also noticed something was up and they were like, hey gamer, what's going on? And I was like, <laughs> I don't know. And I had a conversation with a, a lovely friend who we've had on STF streams, um, Maddie Duvernay. Yeah. And we were them. playing Minecraft together in a, like a Minecraft SMP for our like yeah. neat dude uh, stream team. Mm-hmm. And we're just talking about certain things and and it's like three of us together and someone's talking about their ADHD. Someone else is talking about their ADHD. And I go, wait, is that ADHD? <laughs> you're, you're describing huh? me. Huh? What, <laughs> one thing that people with ADHD and people who are autistic, neurodivergent people don't realize is that we accidentally flock together. So yeah, even, if, <laughs> even if you're not diagnosed, you have those personality traits. You have those brain functions. You're going to become friends with people that are like you. So I'll be honest. I, I think I knew before you did. <laughs> And uh, I, I have a lot of friends that I'm like, you're definitely on one of the spectrums, yeah. you know, and, and uh, yeah. it's just that's that's how I know that we connect, you know. Yeah, it's one of those things, though, that's like, oh, everyone else around me thinks the same and has the same things going on. And you're like, oh, wait, but you're also you have ADHD. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. OK, what's going on here? But I ended up uh, take, doing the doctor's appointment and really like going through an adventure with medication. So at first I was uh, doing Adderall that was immediate release. I'd take two times a day. Okay. And I didn't like it. Really? I was going, I found myself going super high and then super low immediately and then told to take another Adderall for me to go back high and then back down. And so recently, uh, this past weekend, uh, I switched over to extended release, which has been nice, like little cruising going up and then cruising going down. So I don't feel- So it's not as extreme. Yeah, I found myself having panic attacks all like, the mm-hmm. weeks before. I'm really good at coping, Barbara. I, I guess I had no <laughs> I'm really idea. really good at coping yeah. and like masking all of it. But there will be times like where we're streaming where my mind goes panic attack. And I'm like, how do we, how do we take that away? How do we take that away? Right. Okay, that's, it's going to be a quick yeah. fix, quick fix. And then get yourself together when you go into the bathroom. Um, but I found myself uh, having those like increase when I was taking immediate. But now that I'm on extended, it's more like chill and more calm and I can focus on uh, certain tasks and do multiple tasks if I need to and finish them all at the yeah. same time, which is really nice. I remember there was a day I came in, I think it was like just after you had started mm-hmm. on medication and you were like, I was able to finish this. Like I, I focused so well today. <laughs> no, and Barb. I'm, like, I'm so proud of you. Barb, I said... <laughs> Have I been raw dogging my mental health yeah. like this? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. 
I was like, have I been raw dogging my mental health this entire time? And Barb's like, yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly uh, a little envious because I... I have ADHD, I'm autistic, and I deal with anxiety and depression. So when I started getting on med- medication, they put me on mood stabilizers mm. and not anything for my ADHD. And I'm actually at the point right now where I'm talking with my doctors and my therapists. They're like, yeah, maybe we should medicate the ADHD and not the the depression. Because yeah. I, a lot of people who are ADHD are depressed because mm-hmm. they can't handle the, the, that part of their brain and how it affects their everyday life. And I'm like, honestly, like if I could focus, I feel like most of what I'm sad about would go away. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. like there's there's probably a lot of intertwining there yeah. when yeah. it comes to your focus and your, you know, sense of self and also your ability to focus on things, complete things, like whatever it is that ties into self-worth in a way. Yeah, um, yes. Probably not for everybody. Um, obviously, no... A shoe is one size fit all yeah. in that kind of scenario. Um, but I'm so proud of you <laughs> for you. taking that step. Um, and I know too, like you were talking about seeing those signs and thinking mm-hmm. like this might be something that um, you had. And we were all like, oh, like, are you going to talk to someone or like go to see someone for it? Um, and I'm really proud that you did that because I Thank think you. also like, I think it's important to recognize those things in yourself, but it's always, I think, important to talk to a therapist or a professional in that kind of case to really understand what you're dealing with instead of trying to self-medicate or Mm -hmm. self-diagnose because it could be so many different things and you might not know. Yeah. And it's, it's a little bit scary finding out something new about yourself, whether it's mental health or sexuality, just anything. You're like, Oh, this is, I I was this, this entire time and I didn't know. And then there's a point of grieving and a point of like disappointment. I had disappointment with myself being like, why didn't I give myself this opportunity sooner? Or I could, I could, college could have been so much easier if I knew I had ADHD ahead of time because like studying was hard. So I just got over grieving right now. Yeah. <laughs> this, is how, this is how I felt when I, I found out I was autistic this past year. So mm-hmm. I, I, I was diagnosed autistic, I think in 2022. And it is exactly that. I mean, media kind of um, makes you feel like ADHD and autism are very specific things. Mm-hmm. Right. And, kind of negatives. And so when I had to come to terms with being autistic, at first I was relieved. Like the first day of it, I was like, everything makes sense. Right. But then you spend months kind of being like, oh, everything makes sense. And I'm 20, I'm almost 28. And it's like, my life, if my if my parents had just taken me to the doctor when I was a kid, I probably wouldn't have struggled in school. And if, you know, maybe my interactions with my school bullies would have been different. And maybe my relationships with, you know, my past significant others would be different. And mm-hmm. yeah, but at the same time, I, I'm also and I hope you'll get to this point eventually. I'm kind of at that point now where I'm forgiving my past self because she didn't have the tools that I have now. Right. She didn't know. I'm about to cry. I know. <laughs> she, you know, like, we can't punish ourselves need, for something. We need Kleenex on the set. We're <laughs> good. We, we can't punish ourselves for things that our past selves weren't prepared 
Yeah. To understand. Yeah. I, I'm doing all of this for my past self. So yeah. that's yeah. why when you hit that, I'm like, oh, you yeah. hit it. Okay. I know. I can't. I can't I, if I see other people cry, I cry. I so I'm going to just look down the whole time. I've cried so much about this exact same thing. So I think that's why I'm not right now because it is, it is, it kind of sometimes hits you like a train where it's like, yeah. like well, yeah, it's, I, I totally understand that feeling of like having this thing that you feel is off and not having answers for it. And living your whole life feeling like something is wrong or something is off. Not wrong. Sorry. No, but um, you, I know what you mean. Different. Yeah. Um, not something that like doesn't feel normal to you. Um, well, the world just wants to tell us to to cope the way that right. neurotypical people do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so when you think that you're neurotypical and you try to cope the way people do meditate and do yoga and and then it doesn't work then you're like yeah there is something wrong with just relax yeah (laughs) oh my god drink more water go on a walk for your mental health like see some sunshine oh my god you know (laughs) that's well that's all great and i would recommend (laughs) i I hate to admit it i have been working out again and i will say like i get it like it does help yeah (laughs) but like with adhd it's hard to like remember to do it because we can't form habits the way that neurotypical people can Right. And we can't we have to have dopamine in a task to do the task and to continue to do the task. So yeah. like if you know, if you don't work out for a week, then all of a sudden you forget that that's a thing that you do sometimes. And yep. then you're not working out for three months, which is what I did. And then I was on antidepressants and it was like all, it, all those months just kind of yeah. slurred together. But um, and now you're working out with uh, with Kristen. I am. Which is, by the <laughs> way, uh, so Kristen is Blaine's partner, yes. who also is like literally if you ever wanted to see a Disney princess in real life, mm-hmm. she is like that Disney princess. Like she's, I imagine uh, she could talk to little animals uh-huh. and she's just like so sweet and funny and perfect yes. and like nice and just like the kindest person. And um, she loves Rick Astley, which is hilarious. It's her, it's her favorite artist. <laughs> I learned that the other weekend. And I'm like, out of all the oh artists, God. it's Rick Astley. Uh, we were working out yesterday. And the music that she plays when we work out together is like very like 80s. Like, you know, and I she, see why her and Blaine are together. I know. It makes Damn sense. It. She literally, she knows about, you know, my relationship with my mom. And mm. Mama Mia plays by ABBA. And she just kind of turns around with her phone in her hand and looks at me. And she goes, is this triggering? <laughs> Completely, completely sincere. Like there, it was not a joke. And oh. I was like, I literally just laughed, and I was like, No, I love this song. She's such a caring person too, and super organized. Oh my god, I love I texting her and just being like, Hey, do you want to do these plans on this day and just invite everyone? She's like, Yeah, I'll get this worked on now. And I'm like, what? This isn't. Oh my god, what? I literally, as someone who's used to planning a lot, and like, if I'm ever in a group text and everyone's like, We should do something or do something, and I'm like, I made a reservation for seven o'clock at this place. Okay, yeah, I'll see you there. She does that. And I'm like, I love you. I need yes. more oh, friends gosh. like that, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> Literally. I, the, the only reason I have a tattoo on my body is because my friend Olivia was like, we're going this day at this time. I'm picking you up and we're going there. And I was like, all right. Okay, thank you. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> you are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from Jenny Kane. Jenny Kane items are classic, comfortable, and California-inspired clothes. Think minimalist meets luxury or style meets comfort. And that pretty much sums up Jenny Kane. And a side note, their website is the most aesthetically pleasing, minimalistic California dream. It's very easy to lose track of time when scrolling through the different pages. 
Yeah, it's pretty wonderful. Anyways, Jenny Kane is known for their staple cotton sweaters like their best-selling cotton cocoon cardigan, the luxe cotton fisherman sweater, which I am wearing right now, and the perfect for summer Chloe crew neck. These are core pieces you could dress up or down all season long. As I mentioned before, I'm wearing a Jenny Kane piece right now. It is so, it's thick, it's comfortable, it fits the body perfectly, and it's the perfect level of crop for all you ladies out there who like your crop sweaters. It's perfect, and it's just so incredibly well-made. You could tell it's really quality. So find your forever pieces at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use the code ALWAYSOPEN at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I. K-A-Y-N-E dot com with the promo code always open. The brand go-to for all season staples. Treat yourself because you deserve it. Thinning hair is not only common, it's completely normal. And going through it could feel lonely and frustrating. But with Nutrafol, you don't have to just accept it. You could do something about it. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement that has been clinically shown to improve hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage for men and women. All you have to do is take their hair wellness quiz to get your personalized plan for better hair growth through whole body wellness. The quiz is wonderful. I just took it recently, so I'm going to be receiving my product soon, but it looks at your stress level, your hormones, tons of different things to give you the right product for your situation. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code OPEN. Find out why over 3,500 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. So that's Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, and the promo code OPEN, Nutrafol.com, promo code OPEN. Um, Well, thank you guys for opening up about that. Mm. Um, I think it's really important to talk about these things. And, um, you know, if you're you're watching the show and ever have a question for us or a topic that you want us to discuss, um, you can email us at alwaysopen at roosterteeth.com. So send in some questions, which we have some for us today. So let's get into it. We're going to start with um, a little bit of a lighter one. Okay. Okay. um, Because we do have a heavy question that I want to save for the end. Okay. Okay. So this question writes, what advice do you have for being in a relationship with someone who has a higher sex drive than you? Ooh. <laughs> uh, I, okay. The the one thing that I wish that they had asked in the question, I wish they had explained like, are they looking to increase their sex drive? Mm. Or if they maybe identify on the ACE spectrum in some way, um, because I think that there's obviously lots of... Um, there's different options. It, it, yeah, scenario. It, it changes. Outcomes. Different paths to go yeah. down. It changes yeah, yeah. my answer personally. Like, um, I think that if sex is really important to you and you feel like your sex drive is low, it could be stress. It could be antidepressants. It could be maybe you don't have as strong of a connection with your partner as you did when you first started. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, I struggled with that a lot. I'm demisexual, so, like, I I need to have connection with people. Is that what demi... I, I'm not as familiar with demi, demisexual. It, it's, um well, it's on the spectrum of ace. Okay. Um, and it, it, I don't always love fully explaining it because I feel like... Everybody has their own interpretation of it. Copy. For me, it's like, I don't, like I've had a one night stand. Like that, I feel like that's, you know, and Mm -hmm. I'm capable of it. But um, for me, 
when I'm with someone long term, if the connection dwindles, so does my sexual drive towards them. Gotcha. Um, they're, they're, so they're very connected, those two. Yeah. And also, it. I most of the people that I've dated seriously, I didn't I wasn't attracted to them. I, you know, was friends with them or I was I was um, I had a connection with them other than sexual before we had that kind of connection. So um, but that's not how it is for me all the time. Okay. So that's why it's a spectrum, you know, for sure. Um, yeah. yeah. But I think that if you feel like your sex drive is not as much as your partner, the biggest thing, and I'm sure you would agree with this, the number one thing is communication. Uh-huh. You have to talk about it. <laughs> I feel like we need a saying on this show for when we bring up wait, communication. Wait, communication. Like a little communication <laughs> buzzard or a light. Because it literally, I mean, every single question we ever get, yeah. the number one thing is communication. communication. So you will hear that every episode of Always Open. You're going to have to deal with That's it. That's why I'm it's, it's so passionate about it. Because like, I, I feel like if you don't talk about it, then it's it's nobody can read your mind. No matter how much you feel like you can imply things, no one nobody knows exactly what okay, you're just thinking. Say it. Yeah. Just, yeah, just say it at that point. Like, uh, you no one's gonna be able to read exactly yeah. Yeah. What, what's going on in your head. Um, I don't want to cut you off. I'm not, no, 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 I, you off. I, I <laughs> don't worry. We can, we'll give you rebuttals. Too. I've had a lot of <laughs> I've had a lot of caffeine today. So I'm like, <laughs> but I, I agree with you with what you were saying with communications and also. Um, the conversation around ethical non-monogamy is a thing. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Where, Thank you. Uh, you can check with your partner and and see if like that might be something for you. If your partner has a high sexual drive, uh, maybe consider your partner hooking up with other people. And yeah. that's that's okay if you have that communication, that talk and understand what the boundaries are within your relationship and what you're okay with and what they're okay with moving forward. But that's if y'all are down to do that, basically. I, I do feel like that's more and more... Um, relevant now um i am non-monogamous i am ethically non-monogamous at the moment and i think that um if you had said that to me before the pandemic i would have been like lol no like (laughs) no way um but like it is a thing about like needs and making sure your needs are met if you really care about your partner then you want their needs to be met and if you can't always meet their needs then why not let them you know with full communication yeah talk about it and and if that's not for you. There's always toys. Hey. There's always lots and lots of toys. For everyone. <laughs> yes. Just don't uh, forget to charge them. Yeah. I think it's okay. <laughs> right. I've been there before. Oh my God. That, I cannot tell you. There's nothing worse. Oh my than God. Being like, you're in the middle of doing something and you're like about to grab the toy or the toy is already going and oh then it gosh. dies and you go, Bye. <laughs> no. I need to pause. <laughs> when we had the freeze recently, I had one die. And honestly, oh. I literally like outwardly was like, no, <laughs> I can't even order one overnight. I got to go start up the lawnmower oh. now. <laughs> I got to move the, the um, shower head. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but something I, I think also is very important in terms of the discussion of like ethical non-monogamy and, and just non-monogamy in general and having an open relationship or however you want to describe it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a big issue a lot of people face is security, insecurity mm-hmm. um, yeah. in particular of, I think if you try to approach that topic with your partner, sometimes they might think that they are, uh, I don't know, like you're going to be looking for something else in someone that they can't provide you and it's their fault. Yeah. Um, rather than it's just being like, these are my needs. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're connected on this level and we get this from each other. But 
there's things if your sex drive isn't as high as mine or if I feel like um, there's just something else that I need that you're not comfortable with. Finding it in someone else is not always a reflection of how I feel about you yeah. and our relationship. This is why I'm really, really passionate about um, things like uh, attachment styles mm. and learning your attachment style. When I first started seeing my therapist, we took the attachment style test because it it is a huge part of your relationship, whether you are aware of it or not. If you are in a relationship with someone who is anxious attached and you are avoidant, that is going to be the majority of what you guys fight about. Um, and so I think knowing your definitions, and I'm a, not a reader, guys. I'm dyslexic. I don't <laughs> read, okay? But I, I do. Well, do we have a font for you? <laughs> Sans, baby. I, I'm not a reader, but I, I, you know, I listen to podcasts and I, I do my research in the ways that work for me. Mm -hmm. um, and it has helped me with communication with my partners. And it has helped me, like, understanding myself and even just my friends. Like, I, um, you know, we had a conversation recently where I was like, I'm going to be really honest. I'm having a trauma response. I feel like my friends are pulling away from me. Like, and and that's because I'm anxious attached and I have been my whole life. Thanks, mom. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> um, Mama, me. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go, go again. again. <laughs> Sorry, but, is that sugar? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it is. Yeah, that's fair. Thank you for saying that, boundary. Right, yeah. Please end the fair. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I don't want to go off of this topic completely, but also another definition that I think people don't know about. Um, like I'm a firm believer that sex drive is not really a thing. I think that there there's um, sexual desire and that sometimes has to do with your sexuality. But if you um, look up um, or listen to podcasts um, and look up the term sexual relevance, mm. some people don't need sexual relevance to be turned on and some people do. Yeah, I'm curious what sexual relevance yes. is. So it's kind of like con context clues to get you there. Okay. Um, like uh, a lot of people mistake foreplay as like all the things that happen before like, you know. Actually penetration. Penetration, yeah. Yeah. Um, but really it's, before you play. So like it's it's giving your partner the sexual relevance, the context. So like say you're driving in the car and you're like, hey, like you remember that one time when we did that thing and it was really nice? Like just kind of like dabbling it in throughout the day is going to get a partner who needs the relevance kind of more likely to be in the mood later. Gotcha. Um, and that all goes with communication. Like yeah. you kind of just have to figure out what where you are on that scale and what you need to up your drive. I am so fascinated by this. I'm going to have to. Isn't that fun? Yeah. yeah no, I, I did not know about that. Um, okay, I don't know that. if, do you guys like plug other YouTubers on here? Yeah, for sure. Okay. My favorite YouTuber about this subject in particular, her name's Hannah Witten. She's a sex positive YouTuber, talks about um, stuff on that scale. And when I learned about this, like two years from her YouTube video, it changed my life wow. and my whole view on sexual, um, Interactions. Yes. <laughs> Hannah Whitten, you said. Yes. We'll have to get her on the show. Yeah, she's yeah, amazing. We'll have to get her on Always Open so mm. she could uh, continue to teach us. Yeah. Let's say one more thing. Uh, we talked about this before, but in terms of not intercourse, but what you see as like intercourse in a sense, because mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily have to be everything that's penetration. Yes. Uh, it could be like simple things like touching or um, there's always a joke on Broad City where I think Alana <laughs> and I forgot. I love that show. 
Blake Griffin. They were painting on each other's back or something like that. They were going every. They were doing everything other than having sex. Ooh. Oh, I and love that. And that in itself yeah. was just like engaging and fun and it's intimate. It, it was intimate. It was intimacy yeah. there. Yeah. Um, so like just finding other ways of doing intimacy could also be very helpful. And like that's a great answer you know, that I didn't even consider providing like that 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 drive or that that want or desire or need. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess uh, to also speak to the question about advice for a relationship with someone who has a higher sex drive than you. Um, it's very possible that if if you can't find a, a place, a middle ground, an understanding, that it just might not work out. And yeah. I think that's something that... That it can be a compatibility thing. Yeah. Exactly. And if that... I think... I, I, I read somewhere one time that it was like, se- like sex could either be 10% of a relationship or it could be like 90% of the relationship yeah. in terms of how much you think about it and how much it kind of overtakes your thoughts of um, like, is this working out? Does this person like me? Are they attracted to me? Or vice versa of just like, I love my partner, but I'm not in the mood and I don't want them to think I don't like them because I'm not in the mood all the time. It could encompass a lot. I do think that um, when I first... I won't name names, but in relationships in the past, I thought I was fully asexual. Really? Because I didn't know what Demi was yet. And I didn't know what had happened. It was just like all of a sudden I felt like it was it was a chore. It was a it was something I had to do. You know, it was my duty. And <laughs> my own <laughs> <Ew>. duty. <laughs> um, and I I just I felt like I was always too stressed and I was always there's just not enough going on that I'm like, that's what I want to do right now. Or like, I got to get up early. And, you know, and I realized out of the relationship, we didn't have communication. I didn't feel attracted to them anymore. I didn't feel close to them anymore. Like, and that that's okay. Right. But it is something that you can't, it's a hard pill to swallow that you got to swallow. You got to figure it out. And I think also making sure that whatever partner you're with is understanding of those needs or lack of needs to an extent of Mm -hmm. it, not making them, not making it about themselves necessarily like sometimes it is about what you're going through your own stress your own body image your own whatever it is that's keeping you from feeling that desire or that sex drive to put it in a very simple term yeah um i mean don't you want your partner to want what want your needs to be met right exactly yeah Yeah, and there are certain situations where one person can't fulfill all the needs that you need and that's okay and that's okay it doesn't mean that you're a bad person it's no Mm -hmm. that's there are things that you it would probably be impossible for you to to fulfill all those needs but or fill all those holes (laughs) i'm sorry i'm so sorry (laughs) but but yeah i think i think like communication is always always a big one or you yes. know if it doesn't work it doesn't work and that's okay you can still be friends it's not end all be all yeah uh just you know yeah be respectful i also misquoted it was um sex could be 10 percent of a healthy relationship but 90 percent of an unhealthy relationship yeah sometimes in terms sex, of like how much it kind of occupies your mind space true i feel like sometimes within certain religions uh sex is seen as a territorial thing so yeah like, Ew, get yeah. that out of your mind first and foremost yes. and i'm not talking to the catholic kids but i am talking to the catholic kids get sex is not territory you don't own someone just because you have sex with them and so. also no one should ever f- make you feel guilty for not being on the same level of, of them mm-hmm. one way or the other um, and if someone is making you feel guilty or less than or anything of that capacity move on <laughs> leave, leave. You, de- you deserve <laughs> leave. better period um, period someone who is understanding and respectful of you and your needs yeah. is always number one yeah 
Well, wonderful. I feel like we could talk about that forever. Pussy slay. Pussy, yeah, pussy slay. slay. <laughs> that's, the, that's the palate cleanser. Yeah. <laughs> pussy slay. All right. So we're going to finish up with a question that was sent in, which I think is such a great question, but I'm going to say up front, I don't know if I know how to answer this one. And yeah. I don't know if there's a right answer for it. Okay. But let's get into it. This will be our, our last question of the show. Uh, as a reminder too. Hold my hand. If you have a question for us, you could email us. <laughs> always open at retreat.com. <laughs> I'm sorry. We, we'd love to hear from you. All right. This one's kind of a bit of a long one. So you guys are going to be holding hands for a bit. I love that actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here it is. I'm a 25-year-old female who grew up on a farm outside a small town in Saskatchewan, Canada. I've always had a love for agriculture, so much so that it drove me to an education in the field and eventually my career. I just started a new job in the agricultural industry, and so far I am loving it. The work is great, and I get along really well with my coworkers. However, the problem comes with me noticing I don't like the way my coworkers talk about certain things. As anyone who grew up in a rural or small town knows, the people are not always the most open-minded individuals. In the AG world, which I assume means agriculture, <laughs> um, it's almost 10 times worse. It's an old school straight white boys club and anything out of the norm is scrutinized or punished for being different. Where I grew up, whenever something is quote unquote wrong with our town or in the world in general, it's because of insert racist, sexist, homophobic comment here. My coworkers are the same way. Everyday comments are made that are extremely racist towards anyone not white. Jokes are made about the uh, LGBTQIA community in bad taste and women are treated as lesser than and sometimes downright disrespected but played off as a joke. I like to think of myself as a person who is kind and caring towards all walks of life and due to certain experiences and trauma in my life, I feel a certain empathy towards people. So these comments make me very uncomfortable and extremely angry when they are spoken, especially considering two of the three topics apply to myself, a woman and not straight. I touched on it a little with my boss about some of these comments bothering me, but nothing has really happened about it. I know if nothing changes soon, I am maybe going to have to talk about this with my coworkers. I want to be professional with them, but I don't want to cause issues in the office either. I also really hate confrontation as it causes me to have extreme anxiety. Mood. <laughs> my overall question is, how should I approach these conversations in this situation? I know these types of conversations are always awkward, but necessary. Any advice would be amazing. Okay. That shame on their boss. Shame on yeah, shame yes. on their boss. Uh, so I was someone who was in a similar work experience. Uh, I used to work for the government, and I'm not going to name the company, but I hated it. Uh, but I worked in Southern Maryland, basically. So it's a lot of farmland, uh, a lot of people who are just white, straight men working for the government. Um, so they didn't realize that I was bisexual, which I was giving off hence the I entire time. I was going to ask how. <laughs> how? <laughs> giving off hence the entire time I've been bisexual, but they didn't know. Um, because I guess they've never interacted with someone who is bisexual. So right. if you've never seen it, I guess That's they don't so know the telltale signs. Right. Yeah. But they wouldn't constantly make um, jokes about, first and foremost, black people, which was very interesting. But then jokes about like... Um, sexuality and for some odd reason they hated little Nas X because he was pushing an agenda and I was like what's the agenda 
was like, he's, he's like kind of hot. The agenda of being hot. <laughs> the gay cool. agenda. I was like, the gay, I was like what, what? Liz, agenda? you should know about this. You signed the contract. Oh, Guys, is that by the, the way, that's about? what we're pushing here on. Yeah, we're pushing then. the gay agenda right now. And just, it's like Uncle Sam. Yeah. You're gay. You're gay. Fellas, am I gay? Fellas, is it gay? Um, but. I was in that type of working environment where I felt like I couldn't thrive and I also wasn't being respected uh, in a sense of like my own identities was just a joke to a lot of people, but I was yeah. still providing a service that was definitely like necessary for the job. So it was weird. Uh, so my first thing was I went to HR to talk to them about it um, and HR wasn't helpful, sadly. Sounds but like I'm a hoping, very similar situation here. I'm hoping HR could be helpful. Like don't go to your boss, go to, go to HR now because you already brought it to your boss. Now it's an HR thing. Um, if your boss didn't do anything or you can do a double check in with your boss if you would like to do a double check in just to be like, hey, has anything uh, happened moving forward or have you had that conversation moving forward? Um, but you could be in a situation like I am where my boss wasn't respecting me either. And my boss was also the one making the comments like oh, that. No. So yeah, it's like, where do you go? Uh, there was a point where I realized that I respected myself a lot more than the job that I had. Oh, uh, yes. So yeah. I ended up quitting because I was like, I can find somewhere else and I can be in a space that isn't trying to bring me down or see me as a joke because that's at the end of the day, it's still going to affect your, your mental health or honestly self-worth. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I was like, I feel like at the end of the day, this starts with setting boundaries mm -hmm. and as a recovering people pleaser, I know that that's really difficult. How do, but you, it, how do you become a recovering people pleaser for <laughs> someone who needs to know? I got you. I, have I a got friend that's you. asking right now. <laughs> um, literally, I had to decide where my boundaries lie before I could ask for them to be met. Um, but for me, it is a self worth thing. If you love yourself, then why aren't you granting yourself the self compassion to say, hey, this conversation makes me uncomfortable. It is not unprofessional to say you are uncomfortable. In fact, it's very professional to say that you are uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. if, yes. if you are uncomfortable and you don't feel safe in your own work environment, that is a problem and it is not your fault and it is not your problem. Um, so I feel like shame on your boss for not changing anything. Um, if there is no HR, I don't know how ag works yeah. really. Um, but I feel like in the moment they're making a joke. You just say, Hey, um, I'm really uncomfortable with this right now. And if they make a joke about that, you say, no, no, no. Like I'm serious. Um, I want to be able to, you know, work with you guys and be a professional coworker. And I am uncomfortable Yeah. and double down. Like if they continue to make jokes, that's on them. They're the ones being unprofessional. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, something I will add to you is, and I know this, easier said than done because yeah, you are an environment, especially if you love your job and, and you're passionate about it, something you've worked towards and you feel like you're doing something you are meant to be doing. Um, it's tough to be like, just quit. Yeah. Just go find something else. Um, but another thing that's tough about this is confronting people. And yeah. I know, I know she mentioned she has issues with confrontation um, because it causes her anxiety. Mm -hmm. Same, mm -hmm. <laughs> literally same. Um, but something that I think is important is there's, there's people who have these very old fashioned ways of thinking yeah, um, and very kind of closed minded viewpoints on the world. And sometimes if no one ever challenges that, they'll keep thinking like that. They'll keep talking like that. Yep. And what I would recommend is if you find yourself in situations where you are one on one with one of these people who talk this way and they make a joke or comment or even if they're not actively doing it in that moment, just challenge them on it. So, you know, you, you joked about this. I'm just curious, like why you said that 
or like, where's that coming from? Yeah. And have a conversation. It doesn't have to be necessarily confrontational, mm -hmm. but more of coming from a place of education or at least like, yeah, just trying to maybe understand their perspective so you could then challenge it in a way. Yeah. yeah. And I also would say, I don't know if you, the person who sent in this question, are viewing confrontation as personally a negative thing mm. or um, violence or aggression. Confrontation is literally just addressing your feelings and emotion about a certain situation. My therapist told me that. So that it, it's good, I promise you, uh, in a sense of like, it will no longer see be seen as a chore or a negative thing if you're standing up for yourself. So yeah, like, stand up for yourself. Stand That's for what this it. is. It's 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 hard. It's especially when it's yeah. seen as the word confrontation, but see it more as just you standing up for yourself at the end of the day or you addressing your emotions, yeah. which is important to do at the end of the day. Do that. Absolutely. Practice makes perfect. It like does. I know you hear that all the time, but like practice, practice, practice. If you don't know what you want to say in the moment, write it down, write it down, write it down a it bunch of shower. times. Do it in the shower. You're you're <laughs> laughing, but like I do it in the shower. As an autistic bitch, I've had lots of conversations in the shower. I've practiced. I practice answering this question earlier. So, oh, wow. <laughs> you know. Me um, in the shower. Like, like, hey. I'm the only person who never I don't have internal monologues or talk to myself. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. I'm the complete opposite. What is that like? Head empty, no thoughts. Oh my like, god! Literally, I think in imagery. Oh my god, that's, that's so cool. It. Yeah, it's very. I don't. There, there's no internal monologue going. I never Ow. have conversations in my head or like. Oh. It's. I know. <laughs> Do you talk to yourself <laughs> like out loud? Like, <laughs> talk, no, never. No. Oh. If I'm home alone, it's completely silent. What? Yeah. <laughs> 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 we'll, we'll have to get into it on the next yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my God. Yeah. I could honestly talk about that for hours. What the heck? Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's um, so cool. But man, this is a this is a tough situation to be in. I, um, one other thing I do want to say. Please. Is yeah. You are passionate about your job. You can say that. Like, mm -hmm. be like, next time you talk to your boss, like, I love my job. So I want to feel safe in my job. Right. If that, if that doesn't change, if this group of dudes still manage to be the way that they are farming is not going away and i bet anyone would be willing to hire someone that is as passionate about this as you are that's very true mm -hmm. and i i know the economy is bad right now and it is hard to find jobs right now and that is scary but i just i firmly believe that if you are driven and passionate about something in particular like you're gonna get there and eventually you're not eventually but if you stand up for yourself enough you will be put in a in a environment that feels comfy and safe 100 percent. yeah i hope you're like i couldn't have said it better than that <laughs> yeah absolutely take care of yourself first and foremost um also like it's so complicated because it's so hard to change people's mindset especially when it's it's that um mob mentality too yeah. like if it's a group of people who are all joking about the same things and it's very a bit of a backwards way of thinking or a very old-fashioned way of thinking it's sometimes really hard to change that yeah you're planting a seed though yes. if you mention it you're planting a seed will that seed grow we don't know the terrain so yeah, yeah. it could and you you don't know it, it honestly could it can grow into something fruitful but um at least at least you try it there yes so don't beat yourself up for not for uh, an outcome not becoming what you thought it was, you still tried. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Well, good luck. Yeah. yeah big, big good <laughs> luck. You wrote, wrote in. I'm, I'm sorry you're dealing with that, but congratulations on on the career and, and doing something you love. I think that's so important. Um, 
All right, well, guys, thank you so much for being on today. Laurel, where could people find you? Uh, well, I am now Laurel Rothamel on all platforms except Twitch. I am Laurel. Oh! Laurel, um, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, you can find me YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Twitch, wherever. Literally the most fun Twitch streams. Oh, thank you. Seriously. And YouTube lives, of course. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That's what I mean. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you both for joining me today. And thank you guys so much for watching. We will see you guys next Tuesday.